stay at home on nine to five, raising your babies with joy and pride. A real ass mom, your real ass mom, taking care of business. Ooh, girl, you're resilient. Cause you're a real ass mom, a real ass mom. Welcome to the Real Mama Pod. Real ass mom sharing real ass experiences, the things people don't tell you. Hey, mama. Hey. Hey, mama. How are you, friend? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited about our conversation today. Are you? I am. I really am. I am too, because this is a goal of mine, <laughs> of ours, of everybody's. So I, I'm, you know, I'm hyped. I talked about this at our. Last episode of the year when we closed out season one. Mm-hmm. So I'm stoked. I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> and I think we're just going to go ahead and get into it because Please. me and Devin are so excited about <laughs> why we're here. So we are here to talk about generational wealth, um, financial literacy. What can we do to set ourselves and our families up for success? Yes. And when Devin and I talked about this being a topic for our podcast, I said, hmm, I think I know the perfect person for this. Even though I have never met her in person, I have had a lot of contact with her family. And I I feel like this person would be a good fit to come on and talk with us about this topic. Okay. So we have Mrs. Leslie Riley here. Mm-hmm. And Leslie is part owner of Less Win Financials, which is the financial advisory group mm-hmm. that um, Jonathan and I are a part of. Mm-hmm. So we meet with her husband on a monthly basis. He's always available for us. If we have questions, we can text him, we can email him, whatever. Like he's provided us so much guidance. And I personally am super happy to have Leslie here. And Les Wynn is, so her name is Leslie and her husband's name is Sherwin. Yes, I know. It's <laughs> so, so brilliant. It's like I love Les, it. Les Wynn. Les, Les Wynn. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Yeah, so, um, Leslie is, uh, Leslie, are you from Florida? Because I see you went to Florida State. I I am from Florida. Yes, I was born in Broward General Hospital in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So yes, born and raised. South Florida native. Um, Like I mentioned, she went to Florida State University. She is a certified accountant, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Black woman. I'm here for all of that. And she is a mama of three boys. Mm. So, and they... The work that they're doing with their boys to teach them about financial literacy, oh, it's amazing. We'll talk more about that. But yeah. welcome uh, to the Real Mama Pod, Leslie. Welcome, welcome. Thank welcome. you. Hey, Mama. Hey, thank <laughs> you for having. Thank you for having me today. Loving the energy. So, Leslie, uh, before we get started, can you briefly tell us about your journey to mamahood? Okay. Well, I mean, I got married in 2010 um, after knowing my husband for only a year. Sometimes when you know, you just know. Um, So it wasn't too long after we had our first son, Avery, in 2012. And every three years, another one seems to come along. (laughs) I said, uh, my mom was very instrumental in, um, she's from Jamaica and, you know, the way they do it, they help out, you know? So uh, she was very instrumental in helping us, you know, manage our busy schedules. She was Nana. She still is Nana mm-hmm. to our boys. So um, every time the youngest one was ready to go to preschool at age three, we had another baby to hand over to her. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, so we kept her, we kept her young. <laughs> so now um, all, 
three of them. We have a 10-year-old Avery, we have a seven-year-old Carter, and a four-year-old Blake. So now Blake is in preschool, so now she's kind of finding new things to do. <laughs> so we, very, we're at four. Very much. We're at the age um, four. So are we, is there another one or are we? Well, not? as you see, uh, that, that boat passed a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> we missed the boat and we said, I think we're done. I think our family is complete. I mean, if the Lord decided to bring another child into our life, it would have to be another way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. So we, we mentioned that, um, you know, you all are in your in a, a financial capacity to spread knowledge and and support your communities. So, what are some key things that we could do and in, in our listeners to set our families up for financial success in the future? Okay, in all practicality, let me just say this: we're you know at the end of the year. The first thing I want to say is. You know, look at your statements and see how much you've spent on Christmas shopping. Because a lot of people, they just buy, 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 and they just want to make everybody happy. But presents don't make people happy. You know, love makes people happy. And there are ways to show love without, you know, breaking your bank. So I always say, you know, as soon as you think about it, review your statements. How much have you spent on Christmas shopping? And if you're not done Christmas shopping, you know, evaluate how much can you really afford to spend and and reevaluate the things you haven't purchased yet. Are they really necessary? Is there a less expensive option that you can replace that gift with? I mean, we used to buy our kids any and everything they needed. And, you know, especially when we only had one or two. And then they would always ask for more. And I'd say, you know what? That's it. I said, Jesus got three gifts. You're going to get three gifts. <laughs> and guess what? You set the expectation and they were very happy for their three gifts. Right. I mean, they may get other gifts from fam other family members. But, you know, as far as in our household, you know, we, we said, you can give us a list of everything you want, but you're not going to get everything on that list. You know what I mean? And, and they are very content with what they receive now because you set the expectation. If you make your children feel like, they have to have everything they want and, and they, and they get it every time. Then that's the expectation they're going to have. And you really, you think you're helping them, but no, that's not helping them because you're, you're really taking away from what is their financial future. Right. And then as 2023 is coming, I would say, you know, if you haven't already set your budget, you know, I mean, really sit down look where your money is going, see what you spend on a monthly basis, see what you spend um, on, you know, things that may not come all the time, but you always have to have money set aside, plan it out. Because if you don't know where your money's going, it'll be gone and you'll wonder where it went. <laughs> yes, indeed. That's a lesson learned. Yeah, three that's gifts. We continue to learn. Yeah, I like that three gift thing. I'm going to yeah. steal that for when the boys get older. Um, <laughs> so um, we hear this buzzword now. It's really popular, generational wealth. Okay. So, um, like everybody's talking about it, right? But nobody's, they say it, but they're not saying how to obtain it, right? Mm -hmm. So if you could briefly just tell us what generational wealth is and how can one who's interested obtain it? Okay. Uh, a wise person once said, said um, you want your children to start off where you left off, not start off where you started off. Right. Mm. You know? So you really have to say, what have I learned in my lifetime and how can I pass this on? Because, you know, my mom didn't know anything about investing or, you know, what I mean, it was paycheck to paycheck. So right. she didn't really have much to pass on to me. But I don't want that to be the case with my children. Every generation should get better. So you start with um, some practical things. 
I mean, they can't inherit your job, but they can inherit your assets. Okay. So that's, I mean, it, it's important to work a job until you can sustain what you're doing without it, but use your job as funding for your generational wealth. So any extra you have, once you've budgeted, you've set aside, you can, you can use the funds that you have set aside to create assets because assets are what you can pass on to your children. Okay. You also want to teach them good spending habits. Like um, now they have like green light cards. They have many different things that you can utilize. Um, there are many children's programs also, but you want to just in your everyday life, like when you go to the supermarket or the restaurant, say, how much do you think this bill is going to come up to? They're going to give you a number and then you tell them what it really is. And then it gives them a realistic, you know, perspective of this is how much it costs to feed you this week or, you know, or for this nice dinner, like everything costs money. And and that's one thing I definitely like to tell my children, like everything costs money. So you have to decide, is it worth the cost, right. you know? Yeah. So yeah. you've covered some practices that you have with your children to teach them about financial literacy. But how soon did you engage them with, with financial literacy? Okay. As soon as they started doing chores around the house, we got, we saw this thing on Etsy and it was the cutest thing. It's a save send give jar. So it's like a little wooden thing with their name engraved on the side. And it was just a really nice gift. So it was, I don't know if it was a birthday gift or something we gave to our oldest son. And it has like three glass, like mason jars with open tops. And, you know, in, in a chalkboard, it has save, spend, give. And so when they would do chores around the house, we'd say, okay, here's $5. And we'd give them singles, always singles. So it's easy for them to split it up. And, um, and if they're older, maybe it's 10, but I would give singles and I'd say split it up. And so they would divide it up and they would give some to save, some to give, and then some to spend. And just teaching them that, you know, the first thing you do is give. So when you go to Sunday school, you know, this is your, this is your, um, your tithe or your offering, however you want to say it. But, you know, the fact that we have money to give you is something to be thankful for. You know what I mean? When you work for money, it's a blessing. So you give back. So we taught them at an early age, you, you give when you go to Sunday school. So they would put that in the gift jar and then save. we'd say, okay, you want this Pokemon card or something, you know, you're going to save up for it. You know, like we're not going to just buy you everything, save up for it. You're doing your chores, save up your money. And then we would say, spend. like if you want to spend, you know, a dollar or two and go to the Dollar Tree and go buy a toy to play with now, that's fine. But you don't want to spend all your money at one time. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Got it. So is it ever too late to start financial planning? No, it's never. That's like, <laughs> is it too late to breathe? Like, <laughs> take that next breath. <laughs> like, if you can take it, take it. And you say, once you know, you know, and it's, you know, it's the best time to start is today. So as soon as you know, now is the time to start. Don't hesitate any further. But, um, you know, there's lots of things you can do, like open up an investment account for your child, um, like start doing those practical things, like giving them dollar allowance and, and showing them how to spend it. Um, another thing uh, I like that Sherwin did when we were when the kids were young is he bought them. They loved to go to McDonald's and they wanted that Happy Meal. So um, it was a birthday that came up and he said, guess what I got you for your birthday? And he pulled out a certificate. and He said, I got you stock in McDonald's. 
And, you know, at first they're like, well, what does that mean? You know, and he's like, well, you own a piece of McDonald's. Mm. So every time we go get a Happy Meal, a little bit of that comes back to you. And so they got so excited. And um, so we just teach them, like, you should, whatever you spend a lot of money on, you should own a piece of it. I need to so, own the Starbucks then. Hello, and Target. Exactly. And, Target. and you should. <laughs> Real talk, you should. Anywhere that's taking your money, you should own a piece of it. So whether that's Apple stock or, you know, if you have to have that new iPhone, I better see that Apple stock in, in your portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever, that's that's like the golden rule. Whatever you spend your money on, you should own a piece of it. And that goes with your kids too. So whatever I whatever they ask for, I'm like, okay, well, let's see if we can, if we can get some stock in this. Right. Because if you're spending money on it, you should be getting a piece of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Yes. So you talked about it not being too late. Like we can start today. So all our mamas who's listening that Mm -hmm. are looking to start this process and daddies, aunties, whoever, you know, what are some tools that you have that you can suggest to us that we can start? I know you said the stock, but is there anything else that we can be working on or trying to work on to kind of build that foundation? Mm -hmm. There are so many avenues that you can go down. The first thing I want to say is what Kendra said. She works with Sherwin on, and she and her husband meet with him on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. You are not going to get your questions answered in a 30-minute podcast. You are not going to get your questions answered in a 30-minute in a conversation with anyone. Right. This is an ongoing learning process. Mm-hmm. So get with someone who can answer all your questions because Google can only take you so far and it's not going to give you, it, you need someone to practically walk you through it because right. it's, very, um, you can read an article, but not understand how to apply it or, or kind of be afraid that you're going to do it wrong or, you know, so get with someone you can trust that can, you can say, well, how do I open up this account for my children? You know what I mean? Like if, whose name is it supposed to be? Who's the beneficiary supposed to be? Is my name supposed to be on the account? And they can walk you through it because obviously they've done it. They've helped other people do it. They would say, um, surround yourself with people who are where you want to be, right? Or who know what you want to know. So once you have someone you trust, they can walk you through the process. And because everybody's um, financial education and financial plan is going to be different. Mm -hmm. You know, like, for example, um, uh, we own a home. We own multiple homes. But one thing we wanted to do is own a multifamily unit. So we're like, okay, this is like a big thing. You know, like, how are we going to get all this money? How are we going to get a loan so big? You know what I mean? to get this multifamily unit. It was just a dream we had, especially Sherman, but it was a dream I had also. So we did a something called a cash out refinance. So we refinanced our own mortgage, mm-hmm. took cash out of it because especially when the property values are up, you have a lot of equity in your home. So we took out equity out of our home, not all of it, but enough to put a 20% down payment on the multifamily unit. Mm-hmm. So we took the money out, got a new, use that as a down payment for another mortgage that, you know, is, mind you, you have to, you have to plan out your money, see what you can afford on a monthly basis, see what the market uh, value is for the, where the property is located to estimate conservatively how much rent you're going to bring in, how much your expenses are going to be. you got to do a little bit of research and that's something Sherwin can walk anybody through. But um, this is just a perfect example of how once you do uh, acquire assets like your own home, you can use one asset to acquire another asset and bring in residual income, that's called. Right. When you, like, I'm sleeping at night, but that rental property is bringing in money while I'm sleeping. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. 
making money while I'm sleeping. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I feel like a lot of people in our generation or just anyone, like we, we have a hard time with figuring out how to live life and have fun, but also set ourselves up to have a successful financial future. Is it possible Mm -hmm. to do both? (laughs) And if, if so, like how, how can someone balance that? It is definitely possible. Um, One thing is to set your expectation. Just like I said, set your children's expectations with the gifts. You have to set your own expectation. You can live life without living it to the fullest. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Meaning like you can, you can do something fun on a weekend. You don't have to spend $500 to do it. You know what I mean? There are people who can go out and spend $50 and there are other people that will go out to the same place and spend 500, you know? So you just have to like temper your set, set boundaries for yourself, set guardrails to protect yourself. That's not like that word. Guardrails kind of sounds a little bit more just like a safety thing, not a barrier <laughs> thing. Set guardrails for yourself to protect yourself. So once you have set your budget and you see what's left over, I like to do the automatic transfer. So instead of having your full paycheck come into your bank account, have a portion of it automatically go into an investment account or automatically go into a high um, high return, you know, long-term savings account so that you don't even see that money so you don't miss it, okay? So then you learn to live on a lesser amount of income because that's what you see in your bank account. And then over time, that builds up and you can, you know, use that to fund your, your next investment or endeavor. But to have a recurring small amount, it adds up over time. And then before you know it, at the end of the year, you're like, wow, I've saved up this. You know, and now I have six months of what they call emergency funds, you know, where it was impossible for you to do before. But if you figure out how much it's going to take and you split it up over the year, a year later, you have it set aside. Mm-hmm. So a little bit over time is the easiest way to do it. <laughs> okay. So you mentioned uh, briefly about uh, a long-term savings fund. So as far as saving accounts, because I know, like for me growing up, I was told by my mom, grandmother, just save, have a savings account, right? But now that I'm an adult and actually learning more about finances, I realize a saving account doesn't really do much, right? So do you find them beneficial? Um, if not, why? If so, like... What am I doing wrong? (laughs) (laughs) They're necessary. They are not as profitable as they were in the past, but they do have um, banks like Ally or Ally. I'm not sure how it's properly pronounced, Mm -hmm. um, where the yield is a little bit higher than a normal. I wouldn't I wouldn't just have savings in Bank of America, you know, over what's absolutely necessary to have quick access to. But usually if in an Ally or Ally account, you can access your money fairly quickly and you get a higher interest rate because of it Um, because it's not directly accessible. They'll give you a higher interest rate. But I mean, I wouldn't put all my money there. I would have enough that if there was an emergency, I can access, access it quickly. Okay. Um, But you know, there are investment um, avenues where at least you would get a higher return, maybe get a dividend on a regular basis. And if you know you're not going to need the money anytime soon, then, then that's usually more of a good, but those are long-term things. Like they're not put it in, take it right back out. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be beneficial either. But if you can set money aside long-term, like I said, a little bit every paycheck where you don't see it, 
then you don't need it, then then that's more um, beneficial long term. Okay. You learn something. Mm-hmm. Right, because savings accounts are not talked about like they were when we were young children. Yeah. Like our grandparents opened up savings accounts for us or savings bonds. I yeah. don't know if that's still a thing. Um, but I know that's something that Sherwin actually talked to us about, like shifting our money into like an IRA, something that we can see a return on, um, when saving money is the the money we're saving is actually making us money. And then there are also rules that will protect you that let's say you did need, you did have a big emergency and you needed to take cash out and you can, there, there may be a early withdrawal penalty, but if you have an emergency of an emergency, you're just going to pay the 10% penalty. Mm -hmm. But if that did happen, that is still an option for you to access your money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. I'm sure a lot of people have questions about what that process looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, So Leslie, you talked about how you all um, refinanced your home and used the equity to, purchase the multifamily unit that you all have dreamed of having. Um, Are there other ways to borrow money from plans like investment plans, retirement plans, um, insurance policies? policies. Like, are there, can, are there other avenues to use? I guess some of that. There are lots of avenues. Yeah. I'm definitely not an expert in this area. This is more (laughs) of a Sherwin question, (laughs) but I will just say like, just from my experience, um, He's not really into the borrowing from insurance plan. I know there are many people I know who are advocates of that. He's just not a fan um, for for valid reasons. Um, but, you know, obviously you have to own a property to borrow money from it. Not everybody owns a property yet. Sometimes that's the goal to, to own their first property and that's understandable. Um, but that's the, the first step to kind of getting your getting yourself in the game, trying to own your own property because renting is just giving money away, especially in this uh, real estate market. The, the rent is sky high. The, the properties are sky high. Um, but owning is always is the best way to invest in yourself, owning your own property, because mm-hmm. no matter where the economy goes, long-term property always appreciates, always. Right. Sometimes it appreciates faster and sometimes it appreciates slower, but it always appreciates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's... Um, that's the biggest thing I could say. Yeah, we'll have to have Sherwin on when the guys come back. We've had our husbands <laughs> on the podcast, and they've talked oh. about a number of topics. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. it would be good to have one of those good old daddy talks about finances. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we'd be happy to have oh. Sherwin here. Talk to me. When he heard I was doing this, he was very jealous. He was like, I wish I could do it. I was like, this is for the women. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell Sherwin was This excited. is for the ladies, strictly for the ladies. <laughs> And we love to hear women's perspectives when it right. comes to finances because it's a male it, it's a male, it, it is a male dominated topic. So I, I I'm so happy again that you agreed to to join us tonight. So um, thank you. Um, we have one more question for you. Okay, I just went by so fast. It did go by fast. <laughs> Do you want to ask the last question? Do you want? Yeah. To so. Financial tips. What is one thing you wish, or two or three, whatever you, whatever <laughs> you feel, you wish every mama knew? Like, just some basic stuff. Because I feel like with generational gaps, right, and what our parents, like you were saying, if our parents were immigrants or whatever, what they were exposed to is totally different from what we're exposed to, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we have things at our fingertips where our parents did not. So, like, trying to close that gap, like, what are three or one or whatever you feel like sharing? <laughs> uh, what are some tips you wish mamas knew? 
Well, the first thing I would say, well, we have the internet now, mm -hmm. so we know way more than they ever knew. But I would say, don't be afraid to find out what you don't know. You know what I mean? I feel like our parents' generation were content with what they knew and they didn't have that desire to figure out what everyone else is doing. Like they just kind of accepted like, this is where we are, that's where they are. And they didn't ask why, you know? And so now I feel like our generation is asking, well, why do they, you know, why are they doing better? You know, why are they so much more advanced financially than we are? What are they doing differently? And we're figuring it out that we can do it too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Once you have the plan, we can all do it. Um, and, you know, maybe they have a head start, but hey, it's never too late to start. So where, where we get started now, we're getting it better for the next generation. Um, another tip I would say is, like I said before, always know where your money is going. Yeah. Um, a lot of times it's easy to feel like I'm getting by, but is that good enough for you? Is, is that meeting your goals? So the first step in financial um, stability, you have to be stable before you can be, you know, financially fit. So just to get stable, the first thing you need to know is where your money is going. You have to have a budget. You have to be able to say, this is not necessary. Why am I spending money on this? I could be using this for something, you know, more beneficial, more generational, more, you know, mm -hmm. and just learn to control your money because mm -hmm. if you don't control your money, it will eventually control you. Mm -hmm. That's a word. I know. We might have to tag that one mm -hmm. and then put <laughs> Leslie, Riley. Look, that know. might be the name of the episode. Right. Ooh. I think you just gave us the title of this episode, Leslie, <laughs> yeah. just in that last bar. That last bar. <laughs> um, before we get into Mama's Juice, uh, Leslie, can you share um, briefly what Les Win Financials is and how we can contact you all or mamas can contact you if they're interested in the service? Okay, I'll just say um, when my husband and I got married, we were not financially savvy. I mean, I was a CPA, but to be honest with you, I didn't have much of an investment account. I just kind of did the bare minimum at work. I didn't know. My parents didn't know. And as much as I knew as uh, tax work, as I knew about taxes, I didn't know as much as I should have known about financial intelligence. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until Sherwin had a conversation with his dad who was investing and he really got the desire to know more. And he's like, why don't people know this? And so he literally started reading every book he could get a hold of, anything he could to educate himself financially. And then he made it his mission in life to teach everyone else, um, especially people in the black community. Um, but in any community, really anybody who wants to learn, he's willing to teach obviously. Um, but it's a, it's a clear deficit in our community where people just don't know what they don't know. And they just accepted that that's the way it is. And it doesn't have to be that way. So what he does, and you know, he has a full-time job. He's actually a government contract manager, but because he's so passionate about this, he spends all his extra time. If he's not doing family time, he's doing time helping other families get to learn the knowledge he's already learned and learn how to physically and practically apply it in their lives. And he gets a lot of satisfaction from it. Um, I am more on the tax preparation side of it. I, I was with a, you know, a very big national firm and I'm just now deciding, I just last week put in my resignation oh. and I'm going to take a smaller position in a smaller firm um, because some partners are retiring and I'm looking over to take over some book of business. So I'm more expanding the tax preparation and consulting side of things, um, not in Leswin Financial, but as, you know, 
in addition to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really looking forward to servicing some of his clients from Lesbian Financial so that I can help them with their tax con- planning and consulting and preparation in the future. That is wow. amazing. I love that. That's they are good. such an amazing couple. Yeah. So where can they find y'all? How can they contact y'all? Are you on social media? Um, if they want to yes, reach out. Yes, you're on social media. We are definitely on social media. Um, Leslin Financial. You will see Sherwin on Instagram. Um, yes, he, he loves has those a community reels. on Facebook <laughs> as well. Um, there's a website, uh, uh, leslinfinancial.com, that you can go and see a lot of more information about the company and access him directly. Awesome. We're going to have all of this information in our description box mm-hmm. and on our social media platforms as well. So, don't feel like you have to like jot it down right now. We'll have, it, it, we'll have it for you. Yes, yeah. we will have it for you. Perfect. Thank you, Leslie. Um, this so, was so much fun. <laughs> I'm so happy or we're happy you yes. had a good time yes. with us. Um, so I mentioned to you before we started that we have a mama juice. Mm-hmm. And okay. um, I'm, I'm curious, though, what is your favorite type of alcohol if you drink? Um, I don't drink much, but when I do, it's very, uh, weak. <laughs> so I have, I have two favorite drinks. I like to have Malibu and pineapple juice. Okay. And I also love an amaretto sour. Really? <laughs> That's that, that sounds like Devin. Yeah, yeah. Devin is, uh, I guess what you said, a uh, in quote weak, weak. drinker, mm-hmm. but Leslie, mm-hmm. I'm afraid that the drink that we made might be a, a little too strong for you today. <laughs> it is. I'm going to tell you this. But I will share what the drink is and why we picked this drink. Mm-hmm. Devin, Devin only had one sip of the drink, y'all, <laughs> because it might be a little strong. But anyways, it's, it's good, but it's just strong. You got to sip this one. Sip it slowly. Yes. But I guess with finances, you got to take you gotta your time. You got to sip it. You got mm-hmm. you know, to plan it all out. You gotta good. Exactly. Yeah. You got to take your time. It has to sit right with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we titled this drink Money bag. <laughs> money bag mom. We call, right, money bag mom. We called it money bag mom because this is a conversation that we wanted to have about how we as mothers can build financial literacy and wealth for our families, mm-hmm. right? So we also, y'all know, we do a little research on the, the types of things or ingredients that yeah. we put in our drinks. So basil <laughs> is in this drink. And mm-hmm. we learned that basil is an herb that's associated with wealth. Mm-hmm. And that's why we added it as an ingredient mm-hmm. um, in this drink. So what it has is two ounces of bourbon. So I don't know uh, if one you, <laughs> you might want to do ounce. one ounce of bourbon, uh, Leslie, and all mamas <laughs> who, in quote, have a weak tolerance for alcohol. Uh, two ounces of bourbon. It has one ounce of Grand Marnier, mm-hmm. which is also an alcohol associated with wealth. Half. And you might want to do a half an ounce if you're, in quote, a weak drinker. <laughs> um, we have a half an ounce of simple syrup, an ounce of lemon juice, juice blackberries which is a fruit associated with wealth and that fresh basil so yes. we put all of that into a cocktail shaker and we serve it over ice of course garnish your beverage with a fresh basil leaf it really adds an extra flavor um mm-hmm. but if you are a mama who does not drink or you can't drink or you this could be the weak version <laughs> we do have a mocktail option that has four ounces of lemonade and a half an ounce of non-alcoholic triple sec, a half an ounce of simple syrup, those fresh blackberries, and 
the fresh basil leaves. So shake no, all that, that up, put it rice. Yeah. <laughs> and that is money bag ma. Yes. That's money bag ma. I love it. Yes. I love it. Uh, so our next segment is my favorite segment of the show. It's called Mama's Corner. So Mama's Corner is our opportunity to connect with our guests, c- connect with our listeners. Mm-hmm. And you either write in, uh, send a mama hack, uh, ask for advice. Look, we are no experts, okay? <laughs> so we just speak based on our experiences. And mm-hmm. um, if you want to send some drink ideas to Ken, it's just an opportunity for us to connect with that community, okay? Mm-hmm. And so because we have this wonderful topic about mm-hmm. finances and money and stuff, I just wanted to ask an additional question since we have Leslie. Okay. Okay. So for that mama who is just working at 9 to 5, doesn't really have residual income right now, but wants to start that, like, where do they begin? You said, you mentioned earlier about having a financial advisor, but like, let's break that down all the way. Like, what are the basics? Where can they start? How can they start today if they wanted to? Okay. Uh, I would Google budget template, (laughs) (laughs) budget template. Um, And I would literally put in all my income. And if you're not sure what that is, you just go to your bank statement, your credit card statement, whatever kind of statement you have, Pull them up and write down or put in a spreadsheet in the template every item of money coming in, mm-hmm. every single item of money going out. Now, um, I would add up like the small things, like if you, you know, total up your gas, put that on one line item, total up your um, grocery bill, put that on one line item, total up uh, going out for fast food, put that on one line item, going out for restaurant food. I like to split that because. You know, you may you may want to plan out. I go to a restaurant, you know, twice a month, but I may get fast food a little bit more often. You you can group it in one and then you can decide, well, this month I did too much fast food, so I won't go to the restaurant. You know, mm-hmm. so some people like to group it. Some people, depending on your lifestyle, if it's a big line item, then I would split it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then every line item that comes in that's consistent, I would have a separate line item for that. Um, and then you see, is it red? Is it in the negative? So where you're using a credit card to to meet your bills every month, or is it in the green? So if it's in the green, you know, great, you know, you're in the green. So that's step one, get in the green. So if you're in the red, you want to figure out which of these line items can I decrease Mm -hmm. from the money that's going out? Like what's something that is Maybe you have a subscription that you no longer use and it's just coming out of your month, you know, coming out of your statement every month and you just haven't thought about it, like a gym membership and you're not going to that gym Um, or, you know, Netflix and you never watch Netflix. So why am I paying for Netflix? You know, just an example. So just weed out what you don't really need um, or what you can do without. Maybe you do use it, but you don't use it that often. And you're like, is it really worth this monthly subscription? Then maybe take away a subscription and then you take that money and subscribe to something like financial education that can help you get on your feet and set up a real plan to get to take the next step and the next step and the next step and the next step. A lot of times people feel feel like they can't afford financial education, Mm -hmm. but maybe if you got rid of one of the other subscriptions that you're not using, you can, you know, or even if it's temporary, you know, maybe it's not even forever, but you know, whatever your priority is, you have to set your own priorities right Right now. Your priority might not be Netflix. Your priority might be financial education. That's real. That's real. I love that. I love how you broke it down, down to the basics. I really love that. So thank you for that. I need to start breaking down the fast food and restaurants. Yeah, me too. 
We're going to add that. Thank you for that <laughs> tip. Ooh, Jira's going to love this episode. I think Jonathan is too. He was actually very excited about us recording this episode. <laughs> <laughs> he said a uh, lot of things he's been telling me. So, uh, Ooh, Before Lord. we end things, friend, where can the people find us on social media? Oh, you took my line, but it's okay. <laughs> um, you all can find us on all platforms. That's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Printerist, wherever. Uh, <laughs> at therealmomapod.com. If you want to learn more about us, uh, you can check out our website where we have mama merch and auntie merch at uh, therealmomapod.com. Mm-hmm. And then um, if you want to reach out to us for Mama's Corner, you can email us at mama at therealmomapod.com. <laughs> and You've covered it all, I think friend. I covered it all. And don't forget to write rate and send this podcast out to all your friends oh this is going to be one to forward to your friends for sure um because it's just too great of an episode not to share right we're at the top of the year we all have those money goals Uh, you know yes so start today like leslie said today is never too late to start and you know we're in that period of our lives we want to have fun we want to do the brunches we don't want to miss a beat Mm -hmm. but sometimes if you sacrifice that just a little bit like jared said if you just sacrifice six months which i've been struggling with okay (laughs) six months is a long six months is a long you were struggling you struggle no more not from this day (laughs) (laughs) thank you yes speak that to me but yes if you sacrifice six months of brunch right like you can go so far so we'll hold each other accountable we will friend uh and leslie thank you so much we really enjoyed you you were great thorough leslie's coming back yes y'all you You might have to do like a A couples like her and sherwin Sherwin, and then the guys and yeah yeah where are y'all based Maybe for Valentine's Day, that'd be nice. Mm. Ooh. Couples getting this money. Love, money, love. Money, love. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Right? That, that's right. right. Yes, that's Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Okay, we'll figure something out for sure. South Florida love. We were just down there for things. Yeah, we were. Dang. That could have been an opportunity. It's nice and warm. We just we were in the pool earlier today. Love it. Ah. Yeah, when we were down there for Thanksgiving, <laughs> we were at the beach. Yeah, so yeah, I'm sad. Now it's cold and rainy here. But yeah, but until next time. Bye. bye. Thank you. Bye.